Hello and welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. This week on the show, Reverend Robin King is joining me for a casual conversation about an important topic uh, over a cup of coffee. So this podcast is always about exploring deep and meaningful, important conversations about the complexities and uh, sometimes challenges of life as a human being and our spiritual journeys. And today we're going to talk about how we approach some of those deep, meaningful, and important conversations and topics with children. So Robin, you just finished spending a week delivering um, an amazing summer program that uh, was delivered virtually this year because of COVID, of course. Uh, Now every summer, um, you and Lori put on a fantastic kids program, a summer camp at the church in both the... Uh, the Bachelor United Church and the Pinocchio United Church. This year, you took your program virtual and called it Call of the Wild. So tell us a little bit about Call of the Wild, why you called it that, and how it went. Uh, sure. Well, like you said, we do, a, we do a program every year that we usually do in person. And uh, the way that program usually works um, and we've used we've used lots of material from different sources and stuff. But the way that program usually works is, um, I have an idea and write some stories, and then uh, people who are way better th- with children than me help me deliver it. Um, and uh, that includes Lori and and uh, we have Brielle and Pinocchio because we've got we've got two communities right to to work with now and and uh, we partner with the Anglican Church in Pinocchio as well St. Mary's uh, and uh, Trina helps us out there and uh, we are very fortunate to have some young folks in uh, Basha who help us out who are always uh, I don't know I don't know how this works maybe they're just all like this here but we always seem to luck into um, the the teenagers who are awesome with kids mm. um, all the time and uh, this year this year unfortunately we didn't get to do it in person um, we uh, we did it online uh, we still had less participation from all those people though which was really cool uh, and um, we we did well we basically did a story and a few other little bits and pieces that were uh, sort of the heart of the of uh, each morning uh, live, and then we had a bunch of videos that we um, we fit into and around all some of, that. of it being pre-recorded content. Yeah, so we pre-recorded then, some stuff, and yeah. and and we we bought a couple of a couple. We bought four or five videos um, from Worship House Media, and we used a couple of clips from uh, CBC Kids and and some stuff like that, um, just because they all kind of seem to really connect well with. The theme, and and that's the thing is that uh, whether we're doing this online or in person, um, our our approach to this, um, well, let me let me get this let me get this out of the way first. Uh, we never call it vacation Bible school. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just don't. <laughs> that's kind of an old like school vacation, term, isn't it? VBS. Vacation Bible camp, whatever you want to yeah. call it. VBS. VBS. Lots of people still say VBS, and um, uh, good for them. Um, there's lots of programs you can buy that are called VBS, um, and and that's great. And the thing about that is, that's kind of the key thing that we try to do differently. <laughs> is um, it, it, we we try to approach. I think what we do, what makes it different, is that we try to approach things that are we think important things for kids to know, important things to engage kids about, um, important 
things that they need to know about life or that they're 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 encountering in life and and engage those things in a way that shows them how God is there for them mm-hmm. and how God is part of how Jesus is you know the stories of Jesus help us with those things and vacation bible school sounds like what it is it's you're learning the bible you're learning about God and Jesus, which is great, except it tends to be, yeah, it tends to be in a way that tells you this is what you need to know and how your life fits into that. And what we try and do is um, what life is like and being able to see where God and, and Jesus and all of those things they talk about and all of the stories from the Bible fit into that mm. um, and, and help that and support that. Um, I don't think necessarily i'm not saying one way is better than the other um certainly the advantage to having a program that emphasizes you know things like memorizing bible verses or um, learning songs that you're going to sing on sunday in church um, programs like that that it's really about connecting to church and being part of the church community and uh and everything and that's a great thing i do think sometimes though that it's difficult to engage, more difficult to engage important issues with kids um, if you've already put it in a, in a particular framework, which is, you know, this is, this is what the church says about it, or mm-hmm. this is what God says about it, or, you know, this is what you need to know in order to be part of this community kind of thing. Well, like you said, it's right in the name, Bible School. Yeah. And you're in the middle of summer, and especially long summer this year. Yeah. Um, where It's definitely not vacation. <laughs> so it's, um, the, it's probably the last thing that a kid would really be interested on and, their own, well, Bible School. Yeah. There's lots of VBS programs that are awesome. They're, they're entertaining and engaging. Um, and particularly if you go to a camp that's, you know, a, like a sleepover camp, right, where you, you actually stay there. Um, some of them can be, like, they're really great, and they're lots of fun and very engaging and people particularly if it's a camp that you go to that you're going to stay there um people make lifelong friends having those kind of experiences that's it's awesome it's great we 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 are trying to do something a little bit different though um and um that that difference uh means that our uh, program is not just geared to kids that go to church it's geared to everybody and it's geared to Mm. um it's geared to talking about issues and questions and things that, um, and learning about things uh, that um, we're we're experiencing every day. And that that was the thing about this year in particular. Um, we started out. We had this great. Well, I had this idea for Call of the Wild, and uh, I, to be honest, it can't. It came primarily from uh, where the wild things are. Okay. Right. The that that great story about yeah. the kid who finds all the the monsters but then when i thought about it some more um and, and the idea was that monsters would be things that are monsters in real life right but but then when i thought about it some more um the the pandemic has kind of put us in an environment where the world is wild and crazy right now you don't need to go where the wild things are they're already there they're here <laughs> right and and there are things like there are things like fear and and uh uh, and hate and fairness and and grief and diversity, which were the five themes that mm. we tried to cover this week. Um, and and even just saying it that way, um, again, like 
we had to write off the top, we have to talk about what diversity means, right? Um, what do you mean when you say those things? And, and uh, you know what? An hour online doesn't give you enough time to cover those things. It just gives you enough time to get started, mm. to open a conversation. Exactly. And remind uh, kids that, um, you know, God is, God is there. Uh, whether we're having fun and celebrating or whether we're sad or whether we're angry or whether we're trying to deal with something that makes us feel really uncomfortable, um, God's there. And and by the way, here's a story about Jesus that might help us understand this a little bit better. Yeah, I and, love that model, Robin. And I was listen- I, I haven't been able to listen to the full program each day with the kids, but I've kind of been overhearing them watching it and participating while I've been doing my own work in the basement and uh, sometimes going back and, and watching some of it on my own or just having it playing in the background so I can listen and hear all the great stories and everything. And I loved how you opened up uh, this morning's uh, program by, by saying that uh, there are words that adults use mm. that are, that the meaning is too big to really fit into one little word. I love how you said that. It's so, yeah. it's so approachable um, the way you package that or approach it for a children's audience. And, and then you just kind of proposed this simpler definition. That it's like, it's kind of just about things being different and it's about differences. And well, and that's, that's the, that, that was an, a particularly interesting thing about this week is that um, uh, when we tried to figure out what we would actually say as, you know, you, you don't want your theme to be um, like a three line sentence. You want your theme to be preferably a word um, or a couple of words, right? And uh, we quite particularly chose um, uh, fear. Um, Monday was fear. Tuesday was hate. Wednesday, Wednesday was a lot of work because we wanted to say equity. Uh. And that was just, that's one of those where you kind of go, that's not even like, well, Thursday was um, grief and Friday was diversity. And the thing about the first two is kids think they know what that means. Um, but when you get to grief and diversity, they're a little bit less sure. They might still know, but they're a little bit less sure. And in, in the middle of that, we had, we didn't want to do equality because it's not about equality anymore. It's about equity, which is about fairness, right? Mm. Not everyone's equality would be great once we get there and getting there means everybody starts from the same place. Right. Um, but they don't. That's why we need to focus on equity. People need to have what they need. Right. Not we need to not treat it like everybody gets the same. We need to treat it like people get what mm. they need. And so the story that day was actually about Jesus demonstrating uh, how important it is um, to show your love to people by giving them what they need, not everyone the same. Right. And and so that idea that each of those words and, and as we got through the week, um, but then when I look back at fear and hate, kids think they know what that means, but no, no, they don't, <laughs> right? I mean, they, they do in that they, they know the feeling, um, but then when you start to talk about it, I think just like with um, fairness and grief especially, um, because they don't really want to talk about that, well, adults definitely don't want to talk about that, um, but uh, diversity too, when you start talking about it, you realize that one word means a lot of very different things and it can be a very big topic not to mention how people perceive that mm -hmm. right that they might have a different perspective than you on on a particular way that that word might be understood um and so that was that was the first thing we we looked at those and then okay so where are we going with this 
And uh, then the plan each day was that we would have a story from, and this is, this is another thing kind of like the VBS thing. Um, we used to do stories from the big book. Because, you know, the Bible's a big book. Mm -hmm. And lots of the ch church kids would recognize the meaning of the big book simply because when you, in those days, when you went into our church, the first thing that you would see on the table at the front is a very large Bible. Yeah, yeah. A very large Bible. And a lot of churches, particularly churches for whom the word is a key, not that it isn't for everybody, but but particularly Protestant churches, um, you, it's a real focal you quite point. often have, it's a focal point, right, of of, of your... Uh, and I realize how much trouble it gets me when I use words like this, but your decor um, <laughs> in church, um, it's its a key a focus. Like you say, yeah, focal point. Um, your liturgical structure. So, but then we, a few years ago, we changed that um, to the big instruction book for loving everyone. Yeah, and the big instruction book for loving everyone was simply um, an older uh, version. Uh, in fact, I think it's actually a revised standard version. It was an old Bible, an uh, older Bible that I had. It was paperback that um, I, I think I found it in the basement in the church or something. Anyway, it was not one we used anymore, and uh, uh, it was an older version, and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, the point is, I basically glued a thing on the front of it that said, the big instruction book for loving everyone, um, <laughs> but left Bible, the word Bible, still visible. And so the first time we used it, I held up the thing and said, I'm going to read a story from the big instruction book for loving everyone. And all the kids went, no, that's a Bible. It's the Bible. <laughs> and I said, yes, exactly. It's the big instruction. And it opened the door on understanding that the Bible's uh, not just this big fat book that sits at the front. Yeah. Um, it actually has meaning because it's kind of like, it's an instruction book for loving people. Yeah, not this dusty, boring history right. book. Right. And so since then, we've, we, we basically approach the stories as um, sort of rewriting or retelling. Uh, it's kind of like a midrash. I've talked about that lots before, um, where we, we tell a story. And, and this week, um, it was uh, this, the idea of this, each story was that Jesus is traveling with the disciples. And uh, in fact, the fear story on the very first day is how Jesus meets the first disciples, um, the fishermen, and uh, invites them to come, but they don't want to. And he wonders if it's because they're scared. And so it opens the door on what it means to be afraid, that afraid isn't just afraid of things like the monsters on your bed in the dark, but mm. it's afraid of the unknown, mm -hmm. right? And 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 we kind of went from there with each day had a different story. Um, some of them were inspired by other stories. Uh, the story on the diversity day today uh, was... Uh, um, about how one of the disciples starts wearing pants <laughs> instead of a robe like they would have in those days. Right. And how the rest of the disciples make fun of them. And then it turns out that they actually find that it's actually a pretty good. Anyway, the line of the short of it is that. that and that's how pants the, were invented. That whole story. Uh, and, and except we also had, Lori had a puppet each day that participated in things. And of course, the puppet wondered who came up with overalls. And so we tie all of that <laughs> stuff together. Um, but but the thing about that was that that story of uh, Thomas wearing pants um, was inspired by uh, Morris Micklewhite and the Tangerine Dress, uh, mm. which is an awesome kids book, um, book. That, that everybody should read to the kids or with with their kids. Um, and so, so we try as best we can to um, talk about life and, and what's going on in kids' lives and what's happening right now. And that mm -hmm. was, that's why we went to that, that kind of an idea that, that, uh, 
you know, four months ago or 40 years ago, it's been a long time, <laughs> when this started, um, suddenly kids couldn't go to school. Um, they were afraid. Um, and uh, they were sad. And uh, at the same time, they probably saw that their parents were scared mm. and that there was stuff in the news. And, and then there was people fighting in the news and people were, you know, and so hate was there too. And um, we just, and, and even, even stories and, and, you know, kids, kids, I think, um, notice Ugh. or hear so stuff much that more we than, don't know that they do. So much more than we would ever <laughs> Excuse me. think that they do. And so I think if they don't even, if they don't notice the news around things like riots and, 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 and war and all that kind of stuff happening, um, I think, I think they're aware and, and so we need to approach it in a way that doesn't kind of smack them over the head with it and give them an explanation and let's move on now. It, it acknowledges what they're feeling rather mm. than necessarily what they know. And, uh, and then what we try to do with that is uh, create something that uh, shows uh, what Jesus says about that um, and what, uh, what it means to have uh, to know that God is there uh, whether we're happy about something or we're sad about something, whether we're celebrating something mm. or um, we've lost something um, and understand uh, that God is there and what Jesus says about things like how we're all different. Um, and and so we approach it from the, this is what we think kids are experiencing right now. And this is what Jesus had to say about that. And by the way, God is, this is how God is in that. Right. Right. Now, it would, one thing that would make that a little bit more challenging is that, um, and I mean, you've had lots of experience at, at this over the last few months, but speaking to a camera when you're live streaming and not having that feedback of seeing the kids' faces and seeing like, are they glazing over? Am I losing their interest? Are they understanding this? Are they having fun with this? Are they laughing? Have they turned of me off? <laughs> are they walked away from the laptop? All of that is missing mm -hmm. because, um, it's not like Zoom where you're right. seeing all of them in, in a grid on the computer. You're on the, the at the front of the sanctuary in the Pinocchio United Church. Graham's running the camera. Um, and and there's maybe, I don't know how many people would, would we have had uh, participating or, or viewing live. I, I, I honestly I saw don't pretty know. high numbers. Uh, I, I, I know by the end of the day, on the first day, there was like a hundred and something views on one of the Facebook pages. Yeah, and that was the awesome. other thing is that we tried to spread it around, right? We, we live stream uh, to the Rice and Spirit Ministry YouTube channel, um, but we now run our live stream through Facebook Live uh, on well. at least three different pages as well. That would be uh, Six Ways from Sunday, Bashaw, and Pinocchio United Churches. But St. Mary's uh, also ran it too because oh, cool. they're, they were a part, they were a partner in doing this, right? So uh, it was in lots of different places, and uh, I couldn't tell you like how we did. So you're reaching stuff, who knows how many kids, and they're and not there ever. Yeah, is and the thing, right? Yeah, the only thing, the, the only thing you. we knew for sure was uh, the other thing we did was because we we. Uh, realizing right away it's not going to be interactive, right? How could we make it more interactive? And, and of course, we could make it more interactive by encouraging kids to respond in the comment section or, you know, blah, 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 you know, like we always try to encourage adults to and that they don't. Right. Um, but, but kids aren't going to do that, I don't think. Um, and so we just kind of thought, well, here's a way that we could be interactive. Let's create supply kits um, for the activities and the crafts that we do because we do a craft each day too, right? So... 
Um, we created a bunch of kits and they were free. Um, in fact, watching it was free. You didn't have to, none, none of this cost you anything. You can watch it wherever you want, whenever you want. Uh, if you have a craft kit, that's great. They were free. You just had to pick it up. Um, we also posted a supply list so you'd know what we were using each day. Uh, if you wanted to get stuff ahead, um, and of course now you don't, you can even watch the video after the fact. You don't have to actually right. do it while it's yeah, so on, right? If you know some kids, so we tried to make it as accessible right now, as possible. It's still, um, it's still out there. We know, we know, we gave away, I don't know, well, less than thirty kits, probably twenty-five um, of the activity kits. Um, but, but you know what? The thing is, our uh, and we, we usually have, we have, uh, usually have more, way more kids than that just in Basha alone, um, when it's in person. Um, and they all, um, very few of them actually register by the deadline. They just kind of show up <laughs> and they're there. And, and that's great. Cause we love that cause they're there. Um, and I think that kind of happened with this too, is that we made the stuff available, but we also posted a list. So we, and we have no idea who, uh, we know. We know at least two families that asked for the list, but we we don't know uh, who all uh, got it because we just posted it. So we don't. The thing is, I guess the short answer, Ben, is we don't really know. But <laughs> um, the thing about that is that, um, yeah, you know what? I, I would say one of the things I miss most about not having people in the building, with all due respect to the adults, um, is that we always have that time. We've always on Sundays. We've always had that time where we have the kids participate. And uh, we call it learning together because it's not. Uh, we try to we try to live it as not one of those moments where we put the kids on display and make them sit there quietly while I read them a story. Um, we talk, and they say really wise things. <laughs> they do. They I say, you're say really, really wild smart. things. Well, they say wild things too, but they say really wise things. It's one of the reasons why we used. Uh, uh, we did use this week some clips from CBC Kids that are on YouTube. Um, it's a series called Small Talk. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name uh, who's actually in it, but it's a guy uh, sitting down and talking with little kids in different places, talking about stuff. And they're awesome. Uh, and I really recommend it. You should watch them. Um, and and that that's what we try and do on, because that's what we try and do on Sunday morning. It um, is very similar to what you do. On yeah, a, and they on a normal we Sunday. ask some questions. We get them to talk about stuff. We get them to ask questions. And you know, if if uh, on a regular Sunday morning, uh, if I start that learning together, thinking it's going to go here, it's definitely not. It's going to go there because they're the ones who direct it, right? And that element that always happens with the in person summer program uh, was not there, right? Yeah. Um, so how do you and, navigate that or how did you, I mean, you used the craft kits to make it more well, participatory. We tried, yeah, that was to make it more participatory. We also invited people, of course, to post pictures or short videos of, of things, but also, uh, and, and when I, when we were kind of talking about it, um, I hadn't actually thought of it this way. Um, but, um, usually, usually, uh, when we do it in person, I tell a story or, you know, we, um, somebody leads a song or somebody does this or somebody does that. Um, we, we don't always do, except the year we had a band that you were in. Mm. We don't have, <laughs> we don't often have a bunch of people doing something, presenting something together. Right. And so Lori and I thought, well, um, she, she thought I'm going to, I'll bring some puppets 
And then, like, especially when you're telling the story or you're talking or doing stuff, you can interact with the puppet. That'll give you something to interact with. Oh, that's great. We thought that'd be, that's okay. That'll give me, that'll be, that'll be great. And when I mentioned that to Graham, who's our tech guy who was awesome this week and, and made sure all the videos ran smoothly and all that kind of stuff, um, uh, he said, because his kids go to the church, he was kind of like, oh, yeah, like when the kids are there. And I hadn't actually thought of it that way, which, again, it's about your perspective, right? Um, I was thinking, what are we presenting? And Graham, of course, saw it as, what am I watching? Uh, right. And what I'm watching is uh, interaction. Yeah. And that's surely what we were looking for. But we, I had not thought of it as, yeah, that could replace the kids I asking and doing about stuff. It, but it is very similar to that. Even the way Laurie would that's kind so of important. step on your words and interrupt or interject with the puppet doing something funny, yeah. biting your ear or something. That's what the kids are like on a okay, Sunday the morning. Kids don't, but let's just be they, clear. Well, the kids don't bite my ear. Maybe um, not. In fact, but don't give them that idea. Um, but but you've the had thing little, about, little toddlers crawling all over you. Yes, and, and we've had we've had kids ask the most unusual questions in the middle of a completely different topic. Yep. Um, we've had one of my favorite sayings ever is Jesus is guarded by unicorns, um, <laughs> which came in the middle of something completely different um, <laughs> from from a little guy that and and why and but honestly think about that why wouldn't Jesus be guarded by the imaginary creature that is supposed to be, you know, perfect and beautiful and, and like, who else would guard Jesus? Come on. I mean, you know. Yeah. There've been some, some amazing There's, moments yeah. with and, the kids. And, and the thing about that, the thing about that that's so important is that's why we call it learn together is we learn from that. Mm-hmm. And whether we learn because they just said something really wise, especially for a little person, or whether they just said something that because it's being said by a kid, it suddenly opens our mind or heart um, or they ask a question that, and how often does this happen to you at home? They ask a question that you don't actually have an answer for all the time. Right. And, and again, but see, that's, that's what we try and do with the, uh, the summer program. That's what we try and do. on Sunday. we always try and ga- engage kids with what their experience is and mm. then talk about what, maybe what Jesus has to say about that or a follower of Jesus, or what we think about that because, you know, we're followers of Jesus, or where God is in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and especially when you start talking about, you know, uh, um, especially when you start talking about love, right? God is love. Um, or what does God look like, you know? Or or how how is God in everything? And you start talking about... Um, love and like like the the energy that's in creation all that kind of stuff um we'd use big language for adults but but kids actually get stuff like that i think um i think they they understand the feeling and that's that again brings us back around to what we did this week um they understand the feeling if not the science yeah um uh, which really is kind of what belief is kind of about right it's you, you don't need the scientific proof you need the belief part you need the the uh the wonder and and uh, and and kids are kids are really good at wonder, um, and and both sides of wonder. They're really good at being amazed, um, but they're also really good at wondering mm, and asking right? big questions. Yeah, and so we always try. Uh, so this week was a little difficult, a little bit more difficult that way because we always try to approach it that way. But then we're also relying on um, that's. Uh, we're also relying on the fact that we don't really know how it's going to go until we start interacting. Mm. Right. Um, 
And this year was a little bit different because we did know because there was no one else in the room. So without them interjecting and saying wild and wise things and asking crazy and awesome questions, you, like you said, you kind of anticipated a little bit what some of the things, what some of the, uh, what some of those core emotions might be that a lot of kids would be dealing with we through the to. pandemic. You tried yeah, to. We tried and to. And it sounds like you picked some really core ones that no matter where you live right now in the world, and no matter whether your parents are able to work or not, or whether you know for sure you're going to be going back to school in mm-hmm. September in a normal capacity or not, uh, no matter what your circumstances are, you know that kids are going to be dealing with some fear and uncertainty, some stress, some anxiety, right? Some oh, and, and you, grieving. You the, like you meant, sorry, you just you mentioned stress, and you just reminded me of that. Like one of the other things we did each day, we had like a stress buster activity. Oh, okay, um, a, a game or uh, or more than one sometimes, like something physically active yeah. for them to move. Yeah, well, including like our theme song all week was "I Can Feel You Near Me, God," which you kindly provided with your kids. Um, uh, and uh, that has a bit in about Jump for Joy. And yeah. um, so there was that. We had some other songs that um, definitely could have had some movement with them. But we also, we uh, in the activity kit, we had um, some, uh, like a pile of cups. And, and each day was a different activity that you could do with cups. Because they're oh, simple cool. and easy things to find, and um, the games were simple and easy to do. Um, we also had some activities. Um, Brielle and, and her girls did some activities that um, um, related to the theme, but you could do like a physical activity that you could do uh, connected to it. So, so we 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 tried to include. Um, those kind of stress buster things in there too. Uh, there was breathing. Ex- oh, there's an awesome book called breathe like a bear, um, which gives you a whole bunch of different breathing exercises. I'm going to call them that, but they're not that really. They're kind of like breathing games, mm. but they're about all about breath and they uh, can relax you, engage you, uh, focus you, uh, energize you. They're it's all they're pretty similar categories. to like a it's guided awesome. meditation. Yeah. But it's something that the kid reads instead of listening to a Yeah, or you read to thing. them and yeah. help them yeah. them through we have, kind of so thing. So we have that book and last night um, while Aubrey was at the church um, practicing some lines for the next uh, community musical production that's coming up in a couple months, I had the other two kids uh, at home and I was trying to get them into bed and of course at least did not want to go to bed until her sister was home because that's not fair. And so I told her, okay, you can stay awake, but the lights are going to be off. You can read or something with a little light. So she, she found a light and she grabbed our Breathe Like a Bear book off the shelf. And I thought that seems like a random choice for her to grab that book, but that's awesome. That's a great, great thing for her to read when she's getting ready to fall asleep. So I didn't realize that you'd used it in the camp. So that'll be why yeah. she grabbed it. Yeah, we had a different one each day. And and again, like I didn't just kind of like read it. We actually did little short little videos with um, oh, cool. Lori and Bryn and uh, Emily demonstrating them. Oh, right? nice. And so they demo, demoed stuff. like the, the very first day was a rainforest one where you make sounds like, a, like rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, being a bumblebee and imagining colors. And so it, it just really... Um, uh, again, uh, a super cool way of engaging feeling. Um, you know, some, sometimes uh, explaining isn't going to do it, right? Um, Not for a six-year-old or yeah, a five-year-old. Yeah, the feel, and that's that's the thing. Is that you know what? Let, let me just say, I'm like I, I don't know anything about kids. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm, I'm not good with kids. I um, called BS I on that. I don't, I don't, let, let me tell you how I, let me tell you how I feel about that, Ben. Um, I don't feel that I, I am. I'm certainly not an expert uh, or anything with kids. I just like, I always uh, try to, and, and in many ways I'm just being a kid, right? Um, but I always try to start from, well, have always tried to start from the premise of, um, well, when we do the learning together, I always sit on the, the floor or on the step, right? Like you can't you can't see things from their level until you get down to their level, right? Um, and and I'm I'm saying down to simply because as adults we often tend to think that our height advantage is also something more, and it's not. Um, and that's the thing is that you you have to be a kid about it. And so like especially when I'm like writing stories about like, um, um, it, it, one of the one of the stories that we the grief story that we told this week was about. Uh, Jesus finding out that Lazarus was dead. Um, and yes, we know because, you know, we're adults. We know he brings Lazarus back. But I didn't go there with this story. I stayed in the moment of Jesus being sad because everyone was sad. And what does that feel like? And that, anyway, the, the, the point is, um, you, you, can't, you can't tell that story um, for, for kids in any way other than from where they would see it from. Right. And it doesn't matter what you say. Um, what they see is the tears and the sadness and they, they feel it. Yeah. Right. And so you kind of have to tell the story that way. And, and, and that actually worked great because it was an opportunity to talk about how important it is to be present with people. I'm using adult words, obviously, but, it, and, and that's the thing whenever we try and do this, uh, kind of thing is that we, want to make sure that we're, uh, I think there are times when we want to make sure we're being kids with the kids. Hmm. Um, and there are times when we want to make sure that they know that they're, they're, they, you know, they're, they're safe and looked after because we're adults. Right. Right. And, and not just, uh, I don't mean that just in terms of when you have a bunch of kids in a room, you want them to feel safe because there's an adult there. It's, um, it's also, uh, even in this context where there was no kids actually physically in the room, um, you're talking about something in a way that they need to know. First of all, you're talking about it in a way that they can understand and relate to or feel, um, but also that they're hearing it from somebody who, uh, whether they're necessarily aware of this, they're hearing it from somebody who feels a little bit more sure about talking about it because they have experience and you know age and all that kind of stuff right um that that the good stuff of being an adult um <laughs> and 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 i just i i think that's that's what we try and do um which i think is why um our uh, what we when we try and do something like this our approach to it is to not just do things that are happy and positive and upbeat i th i i think that the reason that you are so naturally good at that and good with kids is that you're you're just good at it with with the normal um sunday it's because i'm childish of, ben well, go ahead yeah, and say it that's I, i'm childlike a big part of i'm it. childlike but our yeah. so our congregation in basha to give people context is has a lot of diversity in, in in age at least if not in other forms because we are a small community a small rural community but we've got everyone from babies to people in their 80s and 90s and everywhere in between and you just have a way of engaging everyone as i mean it feels like family because we're such a small group and so there's just this um you don't really have this like 
different way of being with young adults than you do with some of the seniors. You're just yourself. And you also bring to um, your sermons and your messaging and uh, everything about the way you are with that community uh, that is, like we talked about earlier, engaging life in terms of what's going on in the world and in terms of what's going on in people's lives and in our community, not starting from, okay, well, we've got this Bible and we need to teach everyone. So let's, you know, this is the way to live. And these are the answers you're, you're, you're looking at it from the other, the other angle, like you said, uh, and then seeing how or showing how God can fit into that and, and provide some relevance to that. And you're doing the same thing with the kids this week in the program. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm making a face. I know this is, this is not visual, but yeah, Uh, I'm, I'm making a face when you say how God fits into that, because the, the thing about that, and, and it's, it's pretty much a key part of how we do. First of all, let me say, um, I think that sincerity is definitely a key part of everything that we try and do. Um, but, but, um, another key part of that is, um, and and being who we are, right? That was mm. that was part of the diversity theme. Is that we didn't want to just talk about how different the things are in the world and how different people are and all that kind of stuff. We also wanted to point out that that it's not just a question of what you see; it's a question of what you know about you, and that being um, it's right for me to be me, right? That's mm. a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, be who you are and be true to who you are, right? That that's an important piece of that too. And and I think that's an important piece of of. Uh, everything we do too. And another important piece of that is understanding that when we say things like where God is in that, or we wonder where God is in that, we are wondering it from the point of view of, it's not a question of how God fits into that. It's a question of the fact that God is in that. Where do you see God? Because Uh, that's God is in all things, right? If we start talking about how God is love or God is that, that energy that connects us in the fabric of, you know, all the ways that we as adults Talk mm-hmm. about God, mm-hmm. you know, the fabric of creation, how we're all connected, the 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 thread of life, the the um, you know the universal love of God, and the, all of that stuff that we say uh, as adults. Um, it, it, there's kids need to understand that their own way, mm-hmm. right? And and the way that we try and um, make that real for them, I guess is how I mean to say it. Is that how I mean to say that? I probably. Um, it, but the way that we do that is that we we in, we try and show them that God is in that. And that's where we start from. God is in that, whatever it is. Like if it's a moment of sadness uh, or if it's a moment of unfairness that needs to be addressed, a moment of hate, how do you bring love to that? Because God is love. All right. And, and so it's, it's God is there. It's not a question of, it's not a question of God fitting in to this, this, whatever it is you're talking about. God is there. Here's how you can see that or mm. where you see that or how you might demonstrate it or how you might bring it out or, you know, that it's, it's, it's there. It's just a question of, um, uh, how are we seeing it or how are we experiencing it? Yeah. Experiencing it. I That's think a really important say that. distinction. I like that because I mean, how human is that to say, to even suggest that we're going to bring God into the picture versus yeah. just realizing that illuminating the, the truth or the reality that God is just is, is there. Yeah. So it's yeah. about perspective, not we're, 
you know, bringing, yeah. bringing God Actually, into it. That's again, there's another one of those moments where you go, yeah, there's a big fat adult word for that. That can mean <laughs> so many different things. Um, yeah, it's, it's about perspective. Uh, God is already there. How are you seeing it? Um, how are you bringing it? How are you living it, right? If we're going to talk about how, and and I know that I've been on a tear lately with the Jesus is in everybody thing, and that Jesus doesn't call us to be like Jesus. Jesus says, be me, um, and everything. But, but and, and, you know, you can because you're created in the image of God. So, therefore, mm. that all makes logical sense, doesn't it? Uh, except, you know, tr- you, you, you can't say it that way to a kid, but, but you want them to understand that God is in them and in all the, all things, right? Mm-hmm. All living things. Um, and so when we talk about being afraid and you want to be able to say, God is with you when you're afraid, what, 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 what how am I seeing that? Yeah. Um, uh, and, and am I seeing it in other people? Am I seeing it? And how am I seeing it myself? Um, uh, when, when you are, uh, confronted with things like hate, how do you bring, how do you bring out the God that's in you to show that, uh, to show that love that's necessary. Right. Um, and, and same, same thing with even, even the fairness and, and grief and diversity, however, you're going to talk about that. Um, God's already in it. Mm. It's just a question of, of showing how, and, and more importantly, showing how uh, it's in you to share, too. A great example of that is, um, tell, tell us a little bit about the exercise that the kids did as a way of releasing their, I think it was around fear, wasn't it? Where they would let it, it was something that helped them to, to feel like they were letting go of it. Was that the one where you were, they were shining um, things on the wall? Or oh, uh What's that? What's that? Fear? Shining your light? I think that was maybe that may have been related to fairness. One of the things. Sorry, I'm I'm not I mean not meaning to sound like one of the things about doing five straight days is that you sometimes get your days confused. Um, it's more a question of this is another really cool thing about how we try and approach this is we don't look this at this as five individual days. They all relate. All of these things are connected, right? Yeah. And so we, when we came up with these sort of daily themes, we did it knowing that um, we're going to reconnect with, however we address this, we're going to reconnect with some other piece of another day, yeah. right? And so um, by the time we got to things like, um, what, when we're talking about diversity, um, some of the things we said about hate comes back in, mm. right? When we, we talk about grief, some of the things that we talked about with fear come back in. When we talk about um, fairness, uh, some of the things that we talked about every single other day um, come into that too, right? So you're connecting with some of the other bits and pieces of themes. Um, and the, the crafts kind of did that too. It, the exercise, the breathing things, um, it, it, all of those things kind of connected with each other. So um, we did do we did do a really cool little craft where you had a cup and a piece of clear plastic uh, and a flashlight, and you you drew something on the clear plastic, mm. and then in the dark you you could put your you put your cup on the table, and it, this really works better than it sounds. Um, <laughs> you shine the flashlight off the uh, inside of the cup, off the sides of the cup, through the strip of plastic it's just like an old style if you're over 50 
um, you'll remember the old style film strips, right? Or like those things. It's like those things you used to get from from Disneyland, um, where it's yeah. got like the circle with the little pictures yeah. in it, and, and you, you press the lever and you get a different scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's like, like the that. old Magic Lantern um, yeah. Uh, movies. Yeah, exactly. That, that was do. before my time, Ben. Um, uh, but, <laughs> you know, but, for 120 years ago. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how when you're making a craft, sometimes the old stuff has actually comes right back in. Um, so the we, idea behind that one was that you would draw... Your, it's your, you're shining your light. Mm-hmm. Um, your light and illuminating love is the thing, right? So drawing pictures of the things that they loved. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was, that was uh, hate. The day we, we talked okay, about hate. So, um, because, uh, again, I'm like Martin Luther King Jr., right? Um, uh, darkness doesn't drive out darkness. Light drives out darkness the same way that love drives out hate. Mm. Um, and so that, that was another interesting thing about this week is that, for instance, on the day that we talked about hate, what we were really talking about was love. Yeah. And how love overcomes that. Um, and when we talk about fear, we're talking about how it, when Jesus says things like, don't be afraid. He doesn't, of course, mean don't be scared. What he means is it's okay to be scared, but remember how you, it's, what's more important is how you respond to that. Yeah. And know that God's with you and that you can find a way to, even if, even if it is something to be scared of and you should run away, you'll know. And if it's something that isn't, you can, and that's the way we kind of told the story that day was that it turned out it wasn't something to be scared of, but you wouldn't have known it unless you uh, discovered it, right? Right. Unless you kind of pushed forward and experienced it, right? Hmm. Um, So, uh, you know, and and, uh, again, like each day though, we... Uh, as we got further through the week, we, I, in fact, by Thursday, I found myself thinking, okay, you got to say that a different way because you've said it three times already <laughs> um, because it's each day so well connected to the other. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, I, I've not listened to every um, day of it, but now I really want to go back and make sure that I find the time to do that because it sounds like there is so much value, not just for uh, kids 10 or 11 and under, um, but also just for us old folks and, well, too. And you know what? I would, I, let me just also say though, that, uh, we don't do anything that absolutely everybody can. Wait, how do I mean to say that? What we do is something absolutely everybody can. I think mm. is how I mean to yeah. say that. Um, uh, it, it, we don't, it's, it's not expensive. It's, we don't have particularly high production values. I think the videos of the crafts, basically, we did with my phone, for example. Mm. Um, we used some clips. We used some stuff that we, some material that we bought, uh, some videos that we bought. Um, and we put craft kits together from the dollar store. Like but every single Robin, thing that we I think got the was most, from the dollar store. Sometimes the most um, impressive innovations are when people like you and Lori and Graham figure out ways to do something that is so amazing right. with such limited well, resources. And that's and the time. thing is that, that we, we always try to do that. I think, I think going back to what even we started with in this conversation um, is that's one of the things about this. And it, with all due respect, um, and I mean, I mean that because some of them are really cool. You can spend, you can spend 250 or $300 on a kit Right, there are um, companies that that um, um, that uh, produce um, a VBS kit, and it's basically the week in a box. Mm. Um, and um, th- they're awesome, 
they tend to be a little bit more evangelical than I would like to be. Um, and their theology tends to be a little bit more conservative than what we tend to use. But they're, they're actually really super cool, and they have lots of really cool stuff in it. And you, you get everything from buttons and stickers to, um, I think I, I, there was one once that we actually did buy that had actually a parrot puppet in it. <laughs> that was like, it was really... Elaborate. It, it's it really elaborate. Yeah. And you get, you get good stuff for that. But then you also have to get the supplies that go with the crafts and all that kind of stuff on top of that and so it can get a little bit expensive um but but some of them are really cool and they might come with videos and 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 uh soundtracks and stuff and are really uh really pretty slick the thing about that is that that's a little bit like the premise of um how do you fit your life into church or into what god says rather than here's how god's in your life every day mm. um you you get one of those kits and then you follow the kit. And that kit has not been, I guarantee you, no matter how close it might come, nobody made that kit knowing the children in your community. Right. And uh, when you create something yourself, even if you use resources from other places, you do it, uh, hopefully, knowing the children in your community and offering something that might be meaningful to them. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, let me say that differently. You're offering something meaningful in a way that will be uh, will reach them, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and and different communities, kids are different everywhere, and some things are shareable and some things are not. Some mm. things are absolutely 100% shareable, but you know what? You could personalize it a little bit more mm. by, and that's what we try and do. We try and create something that we think is going to work for the kids that we know. And some of those we've shared, we actually have put them together as packages and tried to share them. And every single one of those begins with something like, this is what really worked for us. Yeah. Don't be afraid to change it. Here's what we did with it for yeah. our community. Yeah. yeah I and, love that. and if it gives you an idea, but you want to, it's kind of like what we said to kids about the craft things this week. Here's, here's the craft um, that we had in mind, but frankly, you could take these materials and build something completely different. We don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be creative your mm-hmm. own self, right? Um, so however we show them to do the craft, we always try and put that in the context of um, do what, do what you think. Yeah. Kind of a thing, and 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 that's the thing is that that uh, lots of those lots of those kits are awesome and uh, expensive because you're getting uh, high quality stuff um, and production professionally made video clips, and what we did was use a phone to uh, uh, basically uh, to to record a couple of people making a craft with stuff from the dollar store in the kitchen of the church in Basha. And uh, we recorded uh, two or three people sitting there doing breathing exercises for you. Uh, and and we recorded we uh, recorded some songs. Uh, Holly recorded songs in her little home studio there, um, mm. which was awesome. But then we also recorded somebody basically again with a phone standing in the church. So it like we, we did things the way that we could do that we could afford. Yeah. And, and it still it, made it something. It shows that, that what makes it valuable is not how it's produced, but how you're how you're delivering it in yeah. terms of like the way that you guys speak and making it fun and making it funny and adding humor and having the puppets and all that. Yeah, all, all of those elements. Well, and also also because we we're very intentional about um, who we think we're trying to reach mm-hmm. um, and making it personal uh, personal. 
for them, um, yeah, which, which, which is harder to do with. And uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, um, the, the, um, everybody, uh, at least most churches, most denominations of the church have hymn books, right? That collection of songs that's yeah. instantly out of date the moment that they <laughs> produce it. Um, and, and some then try and do follow-up things and, or they have smaller collections that kind of, and some churches, they just try and write their own stuff as often as they can and mix it in with that other stuff. And I think that's, I think that's super cool and, and really important. Um, and it's not as hard to do as you think. No, it's maybe not going to be a professional song or you rewrote some, or you wrote some words that you can sing to the tune of Jesus Loves Me, but it means something to you. Yeah. And, and not that Jesus Loves Me doesn't. It's just that there it's are times it. when you need to personalize stuff, yeah. and and that that was that was definitely this week. If you're going to talk about fear and and uh, and hate and um, equity, fairness, uh, grief, and diversity, uh, you want to talk about it in a way that you know you know who you're talking to. Mm. Um, how are you going to say that? But having said that, all of that content is still, I think extreme it's not like it's uh, designed in a way that well if you're not from basha or pinoka you wouldn't really get it and wouldn't get yeah, much out of it so you sure will i think we yeah. should just end by encouraging people to go and check it out it's all still for sure it's um those yeah. live stream and, and you know what the thing is if it is useful to you that's great if it inspires you to do something else that's great too mm-hmm. we, we, that's super and it's yeah. not like we didn't it's not like we didn't borrow stuff from other people too exactly or use songs that had already been written and everything um it's just you know uh if if it's uh if it you package it, it in needs, a way that that's great and if it inspires you to do something that's even better so robin where can people find it if they're interested in um, setting that up for their kids to watch well, or doing something I, similar for their own church. As community. far as I know, um, I think each day, because we did it as a live stream that we then ran as a Facebook live, um, I think you should be able to find it on any of our Facebook pages, yeah, which would I think be still up there. Uh, Six Ways from Sunday, uh, Bachelor United Church, Pinocchio United Church, or St. Mary's Anglican Church. Um, you can also find them. I know Graham was working to to make sure that we got them loaded on the Rising Spirit Ministry YouTube channel. Awesome. Under the heading "Call of the Wild," so if you go to the channel, uh, you should see you should see there uh, there is a playlist. And, yeah, and uh, a real easy way there. to find that YouTube channel is going to our website, which is risingspiritministry.com, and then just clicking on uh, the sermon videos will take you to the youtube channel or even clicking on the live stream will yeah. take you to the youtube you can channel. just go to youtube and search for rising spirit yes yeah, it'll come right yeah. up there's tons of great content on there not just for kids but adults too our weekly sermons our weekly uh, live stream church services which are at 10 30 in the morning sundays um, 10 30 mountain time and robin your blog uh, these podcast episodes everything's kind of centrally located there on the website so yeah. thanks for today telling us a little bit more about um, about the camp program, the BBS without the BS. And <laughs> you were just waiting this whole time to say that. I was, you? I was looking for the best place to drop it. And, yeah. but, uh, no, it sounds like it was a really amazing week. I know our kids really enjoyed it and I'm so grateful that you and Lori do it and that you were able to find some creative and innovative ways to still do it even without, uh, even with all the restrictions of the pandemic and stuff. So hopefully yeah. it being online can reach even more people than when it is in person. And then there's some even more good that comes out of that. Um, So we'll leave it there for now. 
thanks again for coming in for a coffee. Thanks, Ben. It's, thanks uh, for bringing the coffee. Yeah, my pleasure. We haven't had an episode in a couple weeks. We've missed the last couple weeks, but hopefully we can get together again for another conversation next week. For sure. Thank you, everybody, for listening and joining us uh, this week on the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. And until next time, take care and be well. <laughs>